Hey guys, welcome to the No Season 2 podcast with Heavy Heart. We are on our final episode of My So-Called Life, episode 19, In Dreams Begin Responsibilities, original air date, January 26, 1995. I'm sorry, Megan, but I'm, I feel, I feel weird. I feel a little, a little bummed out that the, this, this journey is coming to an end, but, uh. I mean, the, our, our first season is coming to an end, but, you yeah. know, hopefully we don't fall victim to our own name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is true. Uh, I would be remiss if I, I definitely wanted to say this at some point, but like uh, these few months of doing this have been definitely one of the highlights of uh, of my life in any kind of like capacity as far as like, like uh, I've enjoyed this more than like some stand up sets. And I, I'm glad you were, we were doing this together. So this is, this has meant a lot to me. I've, I've really enjoyed watching these episodes and talking to you every week and we're going to keep on doing this. So we are. Yeah. Uh, so again, this is the final episode of my so-called life. We got some stuff for our listeners for the next few weeks. Uh, but before we get into this, uh episode 19 megan how are you doing i'm fine um it's like you know end of year thanksgiving and then soon it'll be christmas and i'm just i was just trying to spend all my fsa dollars uh my healthcare flexible spending account trying to spend that money so i don't lose it so bought a lot of tampons and a sure. lot of band-aids there you go just like gotta spend it on something and it's a very limited amount of things that you can buy i wish i could like spend it on something for my mental health spend it on something that i want but whatever yeah that'd be kind of rough yeah (laughs) just use that card at the at the wine store every friday be like this is for my health (laughs) exactly how are you how was your week i'm good i was i was in memphis uh over the weekend right which was uh which is fun and uh, i guess eye-opening well not really eye-opening but like uh everything in memphis like the food don't get me wrong uh, i love memphis where i went to college uh a lot of my friends still live there everything is just so heavy the food yeah. is just so like so rich and cheap you know what's amazing like whenever you go to these towns that like that aren't new york yeah and you yeah. and you see like you see like their fast food mm-hmm. like the fast food places in memphis are immaculate yeah like i uh, <laughs> Like New York, New York, be like, we're not. I'm not fucking with no fucking. Yeah, McDonald's. yeah, and the people are like friendly too. Yeah. Like I've been to like Whataburger in like Oklahoma. The people were like nice, and it was like yeah. very. I felt like I was in like the Twilight Zone. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Like you're sort of like, oh man, fast food and everywhere other than New York City is actually mm-hmm. kind of awesome. Uh, but I ate well with the Graceland. Mm-hmm. Spent a bunch of money on records that I don't need to buy. Shout out to Shangri La Records for hooking me up. And uh, I was ready to come back. It's like I think four days is the perfect amount of time to spend there. So, yeah, because otherwise you come back and you can't move because you ate a bunch of like biscuits and gravy and dude. A flight back would be uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every breakfast that I got had mixes and gravy as a side, nice. not as a dish, as a side. <laughs> My brother this makes really good biscuits and gravy. Man, well, we need to have them on the podcast. It's so rich, but you like you kind of can't stop eating it, and yeah. like, you're just like, give me more gravy. Give yeah, me the, more the key is when you make the gravy, you got to have the uh, the grease. Mm-hmm. When you make the sausage, it's wild. Wow, this wild. isn't like this isn't a Weight Watchers uh, biscuits and gravy. <laughs> No, 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 no. Was like, Skin you, milk you, and like turkey sausage. No, 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 no. You're gonna have like you're gonna have like a heart attack right afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but it was good to be back. I don't dri- I don't like to drive. That's the time you need to drive in. Mm. So it's took a lot of cars. Taking a car in other parts. Any, anywhere other than New York is actually kind of rad. Yeah. I haven't driven in so long. I have a license, yeah. a New York license, which they probably shouldn't have given to me, but <laughs> but I have it, but I haven't driven in like so, so long. Yeah. 
Well, it's good to be back. Let's do it. The final episode of My So-Called Life. Oh. Dreams begin responsibilities. Just some, uh, a couple production notes before you get into the synopsis. This episode is directed by Elodie Keen. Mm-hmm. The first episode uh, done by Elodie Keen. Okay. The first and only episode, but, like, but they're like a major TV director from NYPD Blue, ER, LA mm. Law, Alan McBeal, Felicity. Nice. A couple episodes of The Wire. Mm. And most recent, FBI Most Wanted, Dynasty. They directed some of those. So they, this is like a television director actor doing doing the final episode and it is written by our showrunner Winnie Holzman so Megan take it away okay here we go last last synopsis <laughs> and I made it a long one so in this sort of series finale that's not really a finale episode it seems like everyone in Three Rivers is having some kind of weird dream we start with Angela describing her dream about Jordan she's at school and tries chasing him but her feet get stuck to the floor when she finally catches up with him she yells at him telling him how much he hurt and betrayed her and even in her dream, he can't apologize. <laughs> Patty's dreaming about her old boyfriend, Tony Poole. Delia has a dream where she's wearing an outfit from the nanny while dancing in a vegetable garden with Ricky. And Sharon is dreaming that she's in a water ballet with Rayanne. So moving on from that, Graham meets Hallie at the restaurant space and learns that the investors kind of want Graham out of the picture. A man with no restaurant experience trying to run a restaurant isn't appealing to them. Patty shows up randomly with lunch and Graham storms off. She tells Hallie that she would be happy to connect her with her friend from high school, who is actually her old boyfriend, Tony Poole, who owned a bar and grill to give some advice. Hallie thinks that if Graham just cooks for the investors, they'll forget he has no business running a restaurant and give them the money. Graham comes storming back in with the same idea. At school, Delia is telling Sharon about her Ricky dream and asks if she knows anything about him since she's friends with Rayanne Graff. And Sharon is like, I'm not friends with Rayanne Graff. In English class, Jordan tries to talk to Angela, telling her that he's still doing the tutoring thing and that Brian, who he still calls Brain, figured out with the help of a manual that Jordan is a rudimentary reader with low literacy skills. Only Brian would need a manual to figure that out. Sharon, who is standing around waiting for Jordan to stop talking to Angela, is approached by Brian asking how Delia is. She tells Brian that he treated Delia like crap and she's moved on and now has a crush on Ricky. Jordan, who is still not getting the hint that Angela doesn't want to talk to him, says that frozen embryos got back together and changed their name to residue, which might be worse somehow. Angela is like, why are you telling me this? And he's like, you're the one who signed me up for tutoring. Sharon comes back and gives Jordan dirty looks and he leaves. Angela tells Sharon that that she had a dream about Jordan again, which reminds Sharon that she had the dream about her and Rayanne performing a water ballet for charity. While Brian is trying to tutor Jordan, Jordan is complaining about how much his life sucks because he tried to explain to Angela that he was sorry, which is not actually how that went. And Brian is like, why don't you just say the words, I'm sorry. Jordan doesn't say anything and Brian is like, and Brian says it's ironic that Jordan can go up to any girl and get her phone number, but not say I'm sorry to Angela Chase. Then he has to explain the word ironic to Jordan. Jordan asks Brian to tell him what to say to Angela and Brian is like, no, what you did is undefendable. You can't change it. You created your own prison. Which, side note here, was Scott Stapp like a fan of My So-Called Life because that song came out in 1997. So... um, But then, in a sort of Cyrano de Bergerac turn of events, Brian decides to help Jordan. At Ricky's locker, Rayanne questions Ricky if he thinks she's unhappy, and he says, in my humble opinion, yes. Rayanne says, that's how Angela talks. Are you trying to make me depressed? I'm actually a very happy person. Brian shows up and Rayanne leaves, which I don't blame her. Delia comes over asking Ricky how she can get involved in the play, and really at this point, the only option is selling tickets. When she leaves, Brian tells Ricky that Delia has it for him, which is not 
not something I think people say. Ricky seems confused. At the house, Patty is on the phone with Tony Poole, and she's acting very unlike Patty, very flirty, high voice, giggling. Angela and Danielle are eavesdropping, and when Patty hangs up the phone, they question why she was talking like that. In the living room, Patty, Angela, and Danielle are on the couch, and Patty is taking a trip down memory lane, showing them old photos. Angela says Tony was cute. Patty also seemed a lot cooler when she was dating Tony, so fun fact. Patty says she hasn't thought about him in years, but she had a dream about him last night. It starts off as a dream with Princess Diana talking about her divorce, but then Tony appears with his motorcycle, and Patty goes over and starts making out with him. She does not mention that part to Angela and Danielle. Mm -hmm. Danielle seems unnerved and asks if she loved him more than dad and says that kind of thing gives her nightmares, meaning them getting divorced. Well, buckle up, Danielle. Angela says that you can have feelings for someone even if they're not like the person anymore. Patty says that Tony was someone she knew a long time ago and that he's not the and that he's not the person she chose to make her life with. Probably a mistake, Patty. Patty says it's always tempting to lose yourself to someone who maybe lost themselves, but eventually you want reality. Angela can relate. Graham comes home and ruins the vibe that is happening on the couch. Patty tells Graham that she called Tony and he's like, where is he now? Prison? And then Graham does not seem jealous at all that Patty is talking to her previous much hotter boyfriend and that he will be coming by on Friday when Graham is not there but cooking for investors. At school, Brian is reminding Jordan what to say to Angela. Angela walks by in the hallway and Jordan stops her. Brian hides behind a door. Jordan does his best to remember his lines and it works because Angela buys the crap that he is selling and it's like, great, now we can have a serious conversation. And Jordan is like, I wasn't given more script for this. I'm late for homeroom. In study hall... In study hall, Jordan tells Brian that he was close, but it didn't happen. That he's It's got to be written down so he can't screw it up. Brian is like, write her a letter. And Jordan is like, can't you just write it for me? And Brian says no, for now. Angela is telling Ricky about all the insightful things that Jordan told her while Ricky is putting up posters for our town. Ran appears and asks if she can have one of the posters because her being in a school play is a big dream of Amber's. Angela is like, really? And then leaves. Ran is leaving as Brian shows up asking Ricky if he's heard any news from anyone they know. Ricky tells her that Angela was completely mystified by something Jordan did. And Brian, who has no chill, is like, it was me. I told him what to say. Ricky tells Brian that he's using Jordan as a conduit to express his true feelings for Angela. Brian realizes Ricky is right. Delia walks by and reminds Ricky to put her down to sell tickets. Brian is like, wow, she really likes you. And Ricky is like, do you know what this means? This could be my chance to be straight, which is very sad. Later, we see Brian writing the letter to Angela for Jordan. He gives it to Jordan, who copies it in his own handwriting. And could he even read the letter? Could he read what the letter said? Does he know what it said? That's a question I have for you later, but go ahead. (laughs) Um, and then he puts the letter in her locker. We get a scene of Hallie and Graham eating lunch and going over the menu to serve investors. And the way that Hallie eats, I just can't, I can't get over. She eats in a very gross way. Um, Graham talks about Tony Poole and how he meant a lot to Patty at a certain time in her life. And he thinks she's curious about him and that he can handle it. And then he says, even if they flirt a little, you can flirt and it doesn't mean that. And it's very obvious he is justifying the flirtation he has with Hallie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyone can see that. (laughs) On the bus, we see Angela reading the letter and Brian is watching her from a few seats away because he's creep. He asks her about it and she's basically like, oh my God, Jordan Catalano is so deep. And Brian tries to ask her if she had a favorite part of the letter and she's like, it's too personal. Angela catches up with Jordan in the hallway and tells him that she loved the letter and they start making out. And Brian is watching from his locker like the weirdo he is. Ricky comes up to Brian talking about Art Town tickets and is like, oh, so they're back together. Brian freaks out and is like, we're all gonna die anyways. And Ricky's like, what? did you do? And Brian tells him he wrote the letter and Ricky says that Brian needs to tell Angela. We get a bathroom scene with Sharon and Rayanne. Rayanne is complaining about how she has no friends, not Angela, not Ricky. 
not even Tino. Sharon feels bad enough for her that she tells her that she has one friend, but probably not the one you want, but here I am. At Katinsky's apartment, everyone is picking up their R-Town tickets to sell, and Angela's dropped off by Graham. Ricky tells Angela he knows about the letter, and she's like, how do you know? Oh, wait, Brian told you. Ricky pulls Angela aside and is like, you know Brian wrote that letter, right? And Angela says, oh, yeah, duh, I figured that out. Listeners, she did not figure that out. Um, she did not know. Katinsky, the cool teacher, has had enough tickets for one night and tells everyone that they're going out for pizza. Angela asks for a ride home. Ricky and Delia hang back in the apartment. She's trying to zip her coat and struggling, and Ricky helps her out. He says they should go out sometime, that they would be good together. And Delia, sweet, sweet Delia, is like, um, okay, but you're gay, right? <laughs> and Ricky is like, hmm, I never said that out loud before, but yes. Delia says she feels honored, but to be completely honest, she has the biggest crush on him because she thinks he's a fantastic person, a great dancer, and not Brian Krakow. <laughs> that she was was in the space to have a crush on a person where it can't hurt too much. Ricky tells her that if he were attracted to girls, he'd be attracted to her. They hold hands and it's cute. At the Chase house, Patty is waiting for Tony and instead of Tony knocking at the front door, it's Jordan. Patty makes Jordan a sandwich. I don't think he made it himself. Jordan is eating the sandwich and drinking all the milk in the Chase household, all the milk in Three Rivers, all the milk in Pittsburgh. (laughs) And Patty is on the phone with Tony who is saying he can't come by tonight. Patty says that from everything Jordan has told her, he doesn't seem like he meant to hurt Angela, which is like so wild to me to hear a mother say that about the guy that like hurt their daughter's feeling. Actions have unintended consequences, folks. They do. Jordan is like, you think you're safe, that you can just walk away at any time because you don't need her, but then you realize that you're wrong. Then he asks Patty if she always wears this much makeup. And for some reason, instead of smacking him, she tells him about Tony. At the restaurant space while the investors are eating, Graham and Hallie talk privately about the food they served and if it was too much. And we learn that Graham is pro-butter, which honestly, same. At the end of the meal, one of the investors stands up and is like, I'm sorry, I have to say something. Our compliments to the chef. <laughs> I can't. So these investors give this woman who can't chew with their mouth clothes and a man with no restaurant experience the money. Graham calls Patty to tell her they're in the restaurant business and asks if Tony is still there and what it was like seeing him. Patty lies and says that he left and that it was like old times. Graham admits that he was a little jealous and Patty's like, took you long enough. When he hangs up the phone, Hallie and Graham have a celebratory hug that turns into a hug a married man should not be having with a woman. (laughs) (laughs) They pull away and it looks like they're going to kiss but Graham says he has to leave. Angela is dropped off at home by Mr. Katinsky and she sees Jordan. Jordan's car parked out front. As she's standing there, Brian pedals by on his bike again. Angela confronts him about the letter. He tells Angela that he proofread it for errors. Angela's like, I can't believe I fell for this. It was a total lie. And Brian says, no, I meant every word. I mean, the person who wrote it did. Angela finally sort of gets it. Brian is like, did it make you happy? Angela says, yeah. And Brian is like, because that's probably all that matters to the person who wrote it. It's all starting to click for Angela. Took a very long time. And Jordan comes out of the house. Jordan's like, hey, brain. Seriously, this he's a 20-year-old man and he can't figure out that no one has ever been named brain. He tells Angela, let's go. Your mom said it's okay. And then they get in his car. And as they're driving away, Angela is looking at Brian. That is how we end the series. So before I get into some of my some of my hot, hot, hot takes, because the show starts abruptly, mm-hmm. ends, ends abruptly. the way it did, 
ends abruptly. Do you think the showrunners and the actors knew that this was going to be the final episode? I don't think so. I get the impression they don't, they didn't think so because I think I watched an interview where they said that they were doing a handful of episodes at the time and keep not knowing if they were going to get renewed. Mm -hmm. And then they would like get renewed for like another handful of episodes. So Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of like what happened. Because like, I don't, even for a show that started abruptly, I don't think it would end as abruptly as this did. With so many like open-ended things. The thing that like struck out of my mind like watching it again because i watched it on friday and watched it again this morning was that uh both times i was like oh what's the next thing to happen you know what mm-hmm. i mean like that's yeah. kind of a weird thing like when this is the final episode you're like oh it's like i was thinking it was like there's gonna be more to this and so they may not have known because like, like you said it kept getting like picked up and then a few episodes we get ordered and then a few episodes we get orders and so by episode 19 i think it, because of the way it ended it makes you think that like they may not have known yeah. this is gonna be the end yeah I'm going to read something that I found from thethings.com, the real reason why my so-called life was canceled. Now, listeners, we've already mentioned that Claire Danes was kind of the reason why it was canceled, but ABC also wasn't like, uh, the ratings weren't great as, as much mm-hmm. as like a cult show it is now. The ratings in 94, 95 weren't great. And it was like, it made it easy for ABC to cancel it because the lead was like not that into it. Mm-hmm. And this is what Whitney Holzman said in 2021. When I realized that Claire truly did not want to do it anymore, it was hard for me to want to do it. The joy in writing the show was that everyone was behind it and wanted to do it. And I love her. So part of the joy and excitement and happiness would have gone out of me had she not been on board 100%. I wasn't able to say this at the time, but in retrospect, it was a blessing for it to end at a time when we all enjoyed doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just like, like I said, it's like, I think the ABC kind of hung it on um, Claire Danes. Mm-hmm. More than one thing would be true. Did Claire Danes want to do the second, another season of it? No. Did ABC want to pick it up for another season? Probably not. So. Probably not. <laughs> but if they can shift the blame to someone else, they will. Exactly. Hanging on a 16-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging on a high school girl. Make it, make it easy for everyone. I'm going to start with my hot take number one. Okay. This is off the top rope, like an elbow drop, like Randy Macho Man Savage. Is my so-called life really Brian's show? Is it really Brian's show? In like what sense? In Wes Angeles' show and more Brian's journey. It's hard to say because I'm not, I'm not sure I agree with that. I think that there's like, I'm not sure what the journey is, like constantly yelling at her and barging into her home. And then like hearing a hearing a Shakespeare sonnet and like at the same time that Jordan realizes he should hold Angela's hand, Brian's like, I also love her. And then I don't know. We get we get a life of Brian. We get the Brian episode. Aside from Angela, he's the only one that has his own episode. This is a very, very, very heavy Brian episode. Uh, shout out to you for doing the Cyrano de Bergerac. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have that, that in my notes. Um, yeah. I saw the French film with Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> Depardieu. I mean, there are times like I was watching, I was like, wow, was this show really Brian's journey and less of Angela's journey? I don't know. I don't know what that journey would be because there's not a lot of like emotional growth (laughs) that I can see. I mean, maybe others see it. I mean, I'm blinded by my, my dislike for Brian, but I think that he doesn't show like a ton of growth. I mean, I will say that like when Ricky was like, this could be my chance to be straight. Brian like no sold it. He kind of did. 
he like just no sold that. So I, that was impressive for Brian, I think. Especially for 1995. Yeah. So like props to Brian or no selling rookies. Well, I mean, like they're, the two of them are outcasts. So that's kind of reason yeah. why they kind of go together anyway. Yeah. Like it'd be different if like if Brian was like the quarterback of the football team. Yeah. And like Ricky comes out to him, he'd be like, oh, my God. Get away from me. I think in a sense, if you can say, is it more a Brian show than Angela's? You could say that about, I think, a few characters. Like, is it Ricky's show more than Angela's? Even is it Sharon's show more than Angela's? There's a lot, of Sharon. There's There's a lot, a lot of, Sharon. of Sharon in it. Yeah. Sharon really grew on me throughout, she <laughs> throughout, did. throughout this so, series. So. so much so that I, I, I got weirdly attracted to her by the end of the show. I was like, <laughs> like Sharon, what's, what's going on? What are you up to? Please. Shout out to Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> I was 16, Megan. I was 16. I mean, Jordan's like 40 and he's exactly. in high school, so. Exactly. <laughs> Just slamming milk. <laughs> that was like a ton of milk. Like how much milk is, at some point it becomes unsafe to drink that much milk, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I drink. I used to drink a ton of milk, and it's not good for you. But after the second glass, I'm like, all right, why are we here, about? <laughs> Nothing like washing down a ham sandwich with big, some milk. Big, big old glass of milk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what in your mind happens? One of the things I have in my notes is like I'm trying to put this in a way that sort of makes sense because I don't want to step on uh, our next week's final grades and what season mm-hmm. two. Of them. What do you think that happens in the next week at school? or in the lives of uh, some of our main characters? Mm, I can see, like, if Sharon and Rayanne become sort of friends, I can see Angela finding that, like, really Mm -hmm. annoying Mm -hmm. and not liking that. I can see Angela probably becoming even more annoying with, like, the Jordan Bryan stuff, Mm -hmm. like, questioning that, like, the Graham-Hallie stuff. Maybe Graham can teach Hallie how to chew with her mouth closed. I can see something like them exploring that more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't, it's hard to say, like, with like the Ricky and Delia, like, if Ricky and Delia, I don't know if like Ricky uses Delia as like a beard <laughs> in high school, so like he could get through high school. Maybe. I would <laughs> hope that was not the case, but this is 1995. The, I think we, I'm going to spend a whole session talking about this because I thought it was one of the sweeter moments in a, in a television show that I've ever seen. But before we get to that, before we get to Ricky and Delia's scene at the very end and all the Ricky stuff that we get to see in this uh, TV show, we've all seen finales before. We've all seen TV shows that ended. As far as an episode of television, what did you actually think of this episode? I thought it was good. If I was looking at it as like a series finale, mm-hmm. I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, like this isn't good at all. <laughs> but as this like kind of an episode, if I pretend that there's more episodes after this, mm-hmm. then it's like a good standalone plot builder episode. Mm-hmm. But in like the sense that finale, it's like meh, <laughs> meh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, I liked the episode. There were a lot of parts in it that I liked. There's, I mean, we're going to get into the, probably the two best parts of the show. I mean, of the episode, of course, is Brian and, and Ricky talking about, I guess, uh, Ricky and his uh, sexuality. Mm-hmm. And then him as a character on television saying that he was, that he was gay. Yeah. Or, or, or I guess, saying it for him. And, and, <laughs> and, and him saying it out loud. Yeah. This is 1995 and the, as far as like we've we've been saying this all season, it's like like Ricky's character is like ahead of his time. Um, uh, how important was that to have seen that in '95 though? 
I mean, it would be like really important to see that in 95 because I mean, I don't think like Will and Grace like started when did like 90 Will and Grace started like after this. Will and Grace is actually quite a few years after this. I don't know when Ellen comes out, but I, I believe it's also in the 90s, but later. Yeah. But this was a high school character. This would be really important for like teens, preteens, 20 something, like early 20s, like people to see on television. You always want to see yourself reflected. Sure in media so it would be like really important in that aspect and also like i don't know normalizing that gay people existed in and like a gay person of color like existed in 95 and, mm -hmm. like as high schoolers and you know i mean we've said this a bunch of times and i'm gonna say it again if were they were to ever reboot the show or do an updated version of it ricky would probably be the lead character yeah because in essence like to have a queer person of color in high school yeah on a tv show was already ahead of his time anyway i think mm -hmm. it would have been more interesting now if the angela parks were yeah if she was like the friend if she was the friend correct yeah so shout out to winnie Holzman for for putting putting that out there and it was just the, the two of them at the very end was just so sweet yeah it was cute and you know let the girl let the high school girl who has not had a crush on a gay guy cast the first stone here <laughs> 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 it's like a it's like a rite of passage to have a little crush on someone that sure, <laughs> will never sure, be attracted sure. to you. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get into this in like in our final episode of the series. Is like, had there been a season two, what we would have liked to have seen, of course. But I'm just gonna put that out there. Can we give Ricky a guy? Just yeah, have him go on a few and dates. not like and not like a Corey type. Okay, no, 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 like, no. Get him. Can we just get him a guy? Let's like we'll put a pin in that for our, for our final episode. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, let's get into some of the categories. This wasn't a very heavy music episode. And was there any I think music? Was, there wasn't any. But I mean, okay. like, starting from like our <laughs> yeah. Snuffy Walden's uh, music. There was a, there was like this weird music choice during Patty's Dream, mm -hmm. which like um, the music in it sounded very eerily similar to uh, the music in True Romance, but that might just be me. <laughs> that might like, just uh, be you. That might just be me. That dream was like, <laughs> first of all. It was silly. So at first when the dream is happening and they show Princess Diana and she hadn't started sort of talking about the dream yet, I was like, is the dream that like Tony is dressed as Princess Diana? Because mm -hmm. they couldn't have chosen a person who looked further from Princess Diana than they did for, for that dream. And then like cool Tony shows up on, his, on a, yeah, Seinfeld cool Tony yeah, shows up hey, on like, his, his motorcycle. And I'm just like, Patty, girl. What did you do with your life? Yeah. That's, like, downgrade. And yeah. you got these two annoying kids. I mean. Yeah, well, <laughs> like I was about saying. Um, uh, the... <laughs> Yeah, there was like, I thought Princess Diana should have probably taken, they should have shown her from the back. Yeah. Like, all these I, was like, I honestly thought it was like, it was real. it was so bizarre. <laughs> like the person, yeah. it was almost as if the person who cast Princess Diana had never seen Princess Diana before, yeah. but had only, they had only described in like the most vague of terms, like exactly short blonde hair. And that's like the only note they got on that. <laughs> It's it's something. <laughs> Let's go and move on to uh, to our favorite fits. Uh, there's actually a lot of them that I liked in this episode. What were some of your favorites? The only one that like really stood out to me was in Angela's dream when Angela says like sometimes it's my aunt Gertrude's funeral procession like going by and Patty's in this cocktail dress and it's like a black. I know which one you're talking about. A black dress with like a sweetheart neckline and like mesh like a mesh like insert like sleeves. <laughs> 
It's like, who would wear that to a who would wear that to a funeral? <laughs> if she if that was the outfit she wore to the funeral, it's like, was Tony there? Because were you yeah, trying to think right. of Tony in the funeral? <laughs> but I I really I liked that outfit, regardless of whether or not it was more appropriate for a cocktail party than Aunt Gertrude's funeral. Yeah, there's uh <laughs> That I I, I I noticed that too. I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "All right." <laughs> she was really like, "It's like, what are, what are we doing after this? We're going out." Uh, some of mine. Uh, I like the Delia's green top. That was mm-hmm. very cute. I like Sharon's blue dress. Yeah. There is a student in the classroom. I'm not sure what she was wearing at the top, but she was wearing like a black bandana through her hair. She looked like almost kind of like a Mary J. Blige, mm. kind of like 1985. What's the 411 look? Yeah. I thought she was like top. But there was my favorite was this. Uh, there's a kid sitting in the front row in the English class, Timsey's class. He's wearing a flannel rugby with a jean collar, mm. which is a very 95. Yeah, huge fan of that look. Can't find it anywhere, but yeah, that was a big fan. So that was my favorite, my favorite fit. Speaking of like bandanas, Ricky's wore a bandana like a lot. He won't wear like a lot of other people. Were you were kids allowed to wear bandanas like when you went to high school? Because no, No. when I went to high school, (laughs) (laughs) no. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess like I don't. And you went to high school like the same time. I did. Yeah. I mean, also, this is a school that's like letting kids sell drugs, like and alcohol in the parking lot. So they got they got students who are thirty years old. So <laughs> yeah, bandanas like not the the most of their problems. I mean, it's like if this was like a real school, I'd be looking at their graduation rate because I'm like, what the fuck, you got you got, <laughs> you got some guys selling pharmaceuticals. You got yeah. a guy selling liquor out of his trunk. Yeah, they, they got some dudes here a little longer. You got twenty five year old sophomores. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's something. It's like what the kids <laughs> like to say. There is a. I just I just looking at my notes like Sharon kind of does it for me. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, can we talk about like what Brian wrote? So that's what I have circled here. I like. Uh, what did you think of Brian slash Jordan's uh, love letter? I was like, ugh. Like, he was, like, writing it because it's, like, I don't, I, it was, like, I don't know. It was a lot. Should just read this. Also, can we, are we burying the fact that the dude fucked her best friend? Yeah, right? And the fact that Angela, like, got this letter and that kind of, like, went out the oh, window well, like, is, like. I, I mean, that's, like. It wasn't that, that good of a letter. That's That's, like, a top five you can't fuck with this dude. Okay, so, dear Angela, I know in the past I've caused you pain, and I'm sorry, and I'll always be sorry, till the day I die. And I hate this pen I'm holding, because I should be holding you. I hate this paper under my hand, because it isn't you. I even hate this letter, because it's not the whole truth. Because the whole truth is, so much more than a letter can even say. If you want to hate me, go ahead. If you want to burn this letter, do it. You could burn the whole world down. You could tell me to go to hell. I'd go if you wanted me to. And I'd send you a letter from there. Sincerely, Jordan Catalano. First of all, who has like a love letter with sincerely? The part I found like the dumbest, <laughs> the part I found the dumbest was like, you could tell me to go to hell if you wanted. And I'd go and I'd send you a letter from there. First of all, the logistics of that, the paper would catch on fire. Yeah, exactly. There's that. It but was I mean, just like, like, you were in high school, everything was like so ramped up. It's like, a yeah, it was like, like really feelings, like, I, like, oh my gosh. And like, yeah, my journal entries from high school are real cringe. <laughs> <laughs> But it doesn't even sound like Jordan at it doesn't all. Know. 
we've got like no matter. inkling outside of like the speech that Brian fed Jordan, right. like for that Angela that he told Angela. Like the fact that Angela thought that this was written by Jordan, maybe they should hold her back. <laughs> they they should. Oh, I think I think we we've known for this season that he has a trouble reading and writing. So when he yeah. read that, <laughs> yeah, did he know what it and, 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 and then wrote it? I was like, what? Huh? What do you? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like he's just like he's putting the paper over the letter and like tracing. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like I just like I just can't. I just got what you just said. <laughs> also, the fact that Patty was just like, oh, it didn't really seem like you meant to hurt her. Maybe Cat Patty, because you fucked Camille's crush. You're siding with Jordan. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Um, a hoe is gonna hoe. Yeah, <laughs> Patty. Patty knows that she's that he slept with Rayan. Rayan, right? And yeah, because Rayan oh. told her. Come on, come on. Like Jordan come goes on, on guys. a ham sandwich, drinks a drinks a metric ton of milk, and all of a sudden like, it's cool. All of a sudden she's like, you know, it really didn't seem like men hurt her. It's also like weird. She was like, uh, she, she let her go with to hang out with him. I guess she's like trying to be like, go have your Tony pool. You're going to settle down with a loser like Grant. Have some fun. <laughs> now that we just dissected this bad part, I don't think I like the finale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> what kind of choices are we making, guys? That's not great. A lot of bad choices were made in this episode. Yeah. Mainly by the investors of that, for that <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> He still doesn't have any experience. He really doesn't. I mean, can he even cook for yeah, like I, a rush? Like what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, would he even know how to order the right amount of food to prepare these meals for like exactly a full restaurant? For a full restaurant, it's a different beast. <laughs> what does this business plan look like? As somebody who's like looking to open a bar, it's like it's, it's not just like oh, we'll just do this for like four people. It's like no, it's like it's like you're trying to make some money. It's like it's not, not as someone not like who's that. not looking to open yeah. a bar or restaurant. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I right. guess this, you know, rich people just piss their money away. And looks like it. Looks like it. I need to find these investors. We can get them for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right. We have more uh, experience think, than Graham has opening a restaurant. Ain't that the truth? So let's let's give us some awards. Who was your let's do loser first? Who's your big loser? It's a list. We've got Brian. We've got Jordan. Mm-hmm. We've got Graham. Mm-hmm. We've got Hallie. We've got mm-hmm. Patty. And also Angela's kind of a loser too. So oh, you got you, you went with a seven way tie or a five way tie. <laughs> you know, I'm not holding back on this last episode. <laughs> this episode 19. I would expect nothing less. Um, uh, I, I, the investors are the bigger big losers, but whatever. Yep, Let's see yeah. how, how, how <laughs> big our restaurant is. But for me, the big loser is Brian. Brian, come on, my guy. <laughs> come on. What, what, are, what are we doing here? It's, I mean, I, I get, you know, he's a teenage boy. Yeah. They're not smart. No offense no. to any teenage boys that are listening, but adult men also not smart. So. <laughs> I'm secretly, I'm like caught in two worlds, like teenage boy and adult man. <laughs> And I'm definitely not smart. So, like, I just, I mean, Ricky was correct that he was using Jordan to express his deep-rooted feelings for Angela. It's something. And then, like, to just kind of be, like, I guess, cocked. Like, like allowed himself to be cocked by Jordan. (laughs) He was cocking himself. He was cocking himself, yeah. (laughs) A self-cock. I don't know. That's that's the thing. Uh, (laughs) Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, it's like, uh, nah, he's, he's like, he's. 
You're, you're the big loser, Brian. With that being said, though, my big winner is Brian. Brian is the big winner this episode. More than one thing really? can be true, guys, because I think the show is secretly about him and what he's going through. And had this show been picked up for another season, in my mind, I think Angela leaves Jordan for Brian. There I said it. The nice guy does win. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, first of all, the last thing the world needs is a show about a white just like last, just like last thing. I can't imagine a show I would want to watch less than a show centered around Brian. Totally. So, like, thank God that you're free. It's, it's, <laughs> this did not get it renewed. Would, it it would have happened. It would have happened. It would have called Life of Brian, the series. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch a show about Graham and Hallie opening a restaurant. I'm, I'm not watching that. And falling in love. I'm, I'm definitely not watching that. And Graham, like, them having, like, sex in a walk-in freezer. Like, I would rather than a show than a show about Brian, to be honest. No. My big winner is Brian. You can, more than one thing can be true. He can be the big winner and the big loser. The nice guy does, does finish. I... But is he nice? Yeah, no, I think it's like one of the things that that's like that has not aged well as far as like a TV show goes is like the whole trope of like uh, this guy we should be rooting for. I was like, no, he stinks. But at the end, I was like, I did kind of root for him. The way she looked at him at the end, I was like, you know what? I think Angela would have is going to leave Jordan for him. I uh, at best, at best, they're both single at like the 10, 20 high school reunion and like they have no other options. Maybe. And so they end up Maybe. together. I just, I can't get past that he's like every episode he has shown himself to be like the absolute worst between the barging in, the yelling, yeah. the erection, <laughs> the like. <laughs> The, the dumb letter. When you're in high school, you get, you get the erections whenever. It's just kind of how it happens. <laughs> I, uh, uh, no. <laughs> that was my hot, that was my hot take, guys. <laughs> no, your hot take is that it's just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that part. That Brian was like, Brian was like, uh, secretly the show is about him. But like, uh, it's mm. kind of like, it's, it's a, it's a weird thought. It's kind of like the people who say that, like, who've seen that Ferris Bueller and and uh, and mm-hmm. Cameron are secretly the same person. Just opposite ends. Of yeah, the yeah. Cameron is like basically like it's Cameron's fantasy is Ferris Bueller, but mm-hmm. it's like they're not. So it's like a, it's also like a fight. Yeah, club, exactly. Which I tried watching again, and it's like it's. I'm not fucking watching that shit. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I was supposed to like it as a child of like a yeah. Jared Leto's actually not movie, but nah, it's fine. I just not my favorite Fincher movie. Give me some Zodiac all day long. That movie rules. Um. My winners are obviously Ricky and Delia. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Because Ricky essentially comes yeah. out the closet. Yeah. And Delia is like every teenage girl yeah. <laughs> that's ever existed and loved a boy that was sensitive, dressed well, not straight. Right. Which which actually kind of leads me to like how we started off, which was actually the way to end it. Do you think they knew that the show was going to be canceled at the end of this episode? And in a way, because of how that scene went, in a way, in a way yeah. the way that scene went down of like Ricky coming out, I bet you like an ABC uh, executive was like, you can't do that because it was never really stated. <laughs> They're like, well, you're canceling. It never really stated whether or not he was gay or straight. I mean, we, we knew yeah, it until, until then, that, until yeah. that very part. That may have been Woody Hall's going, fuck you. 
Mic dropped. I saw him in my fucking shit. <laughs> I guess. So one little like, this is like nitpicky. <laughs> this is a nitpicky kind of thing. But how everybody's over at like Katimski's to like pick up our town tickets yeah. and stuff. This is a man who was like in a crisis over whether or not to sort of like help Ricky and like have him stay here because he was worried that like people <laughs> find out that he's like gay and like oh. the optics of like a teenage boy saying it like the optics are what, you know, if you're like a horrible person yeah the optics mm-hmm. are whatever but he's just inviting like all these teenagers over to the party well <laughs> like what if his partner comes home uh, and he's like oh that's my roommate well the, it, it might just be known by ricky i've been known by like a couple of students said like he's living at Katimsky's house because like if you that was really going on you would go out of your way to make sure that nobody knew that shit right so i feel kind of like there are these storylines that they just like gave right. up and i think that was one of them for sure there are these things that they just gave up on and like i almost kind of feel that way about graham and hallie where it feels a little bit like anticlimactic i mean it does like i would have almost preferred i would have almost preferred if they had just kissed he wanted to it feels like they just kind of like waffled on some and maybe that's because maybe they knew they weren't getting like renewed for more True. episodes or they thought they had more episodes to like continue it but it just feels like a lot of these things kind of like went and like right. fizzled out and I think it would have made more sense for them to have kissed yeah I mean like we already know in the beginning how the show begins is basically Graham like he wants to he cheat wants on to his wife <laughs> and he's finally having another and opportunity right. to do it and he doesn't do it it's like you're blowing this and thing. I think what it was is like they probably had a bunch of ideas that they wanted to do to go to because I, I was joking when I said uh, my circle life was secretly Brian's show joke kind of joking kind of not were you kinda, were kinda you okay. I don't think you were no, I was I was I was kind of well, sort of somewhere in the middle but I mean like it's in essence like there's like we're gonna do the journey of this high school this teenage girl and we're gonna have these these points and throughout her life this one year in, in, in high school like her, her relationship with her father we're gonna have that her relationship with like her new friend her relationship with her old friend and then like the other people yeah. that she meets along the way and f- falling in love for the first time so that was kind of reason why like I felt like having Graham like in the first episode the first couple episodes talking about cheating on his wife and Angela kind of hearing snippets of a conversation or yeah. seeing him in a weird like conversation up the block from his house what are you doing Graham? what are you doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> with with what angela qualified as like a young woman right. and if a teenager thinks an adult's young no shit. like how young, is this? <laughs> how young is this i do i wish we got more episodes because i would want to see sharon and angela how they approach their friendship a sharon's going to be friends with Rianne, mm-hmm. and b just kind of like repairing it from the beginning right. because to me that's one of the more interesting parts of the show is you're friends with someone and then you kind of enter a new phase in your sure. life and like that person's you're trying to figure out where that person fits if they fit and you always kind of like miss you know the friendship that was and how to like get it back kind of right. thing so I wish we had more opportunities to see 100%. that storyline play out but I don't know if they would give us what we want because a lot of the times this show did not give me a lot of what I wanted it took us some places that I wasn't too crazy about and we'll get into that when we do our, we do our final grades and what we would like to see how they're season two to put a pin in our so-called life episode 19 megan it has been a joy watching these episodes with you so i've had a lot of fun i've learned a lot yes you have about how to edit you have had a podcast you're so good at podcasting so hopefully uh a podcasting company wants to wants to purchase our little podcast uh i would it's just fire i gotta leave my And focus full time on yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, this shit is fire. And maybe, maybe become like a real housewife of New York. I mean, imagine me on. I can see you doing that. 
those women would not stand a chance against me. Yeah, I could see you doing that. It's like, well, look, everybody's going to have dreams. I'm trying to make this hat work. That's a dream of mine. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. <laughs> It's wor- it's working. I think so. I think once I get the, I grow the beard out. Like I'm gonna grow some facial hair during the winter months. Yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> but the hat's essential to that look. Also, follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. No Season Two Pod, because we're probably gonna be crowdsourcing ideas for like the next season. Yes, please. Because there's a lot of options. Some people good. tell us all the time. Tell me all the time. And I was like, what you guys should be doing, and then like I hear a show, I'm like. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work for me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I don't know if I want to sit through this. There's a lot of things I don't want to sit through, but I will sit through for this podcast. I have a very high high tolerance for like terrible things. Well, tell me you love me. I mentioned last night and I was like, there's only eight episodes. But it's like, I like joy. I like happiness. So maybe we get we get dark for get dark for the next season robocop the series i don't hate that one one season shockingly, Shock, shockingly one season of robocop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i can't imagine why well it was something that's a good way to end it <laughs> i have been george i've been megan we're gonna do one more episode we're gonna do some final grays and then that'll be my so-called life again megan this has been amazing 